0: Hey everybody, so here we are in the heart of December, and we're all decorating our lounges or, or maybe not, perhaps we don't even celebrate Christmas, you know, whatever it is that's going on, who knows, I'm sure that we've got all sorts of different experiences playing out, um, thousands of them of everyone who's, who's tuning in and that's really, really cool and that's a huge part of what we're talking about today. We're going to talk about conflict and avoiding it, or perhaps not necessarily avoiding conflict, but um, perhaps some new ways of looking at it. And particularly around Christmas, we know that we can people can feel triggered. There can be a lot of emotions. There can we can be sort of pushed to hang out with people for longer than we might choose to. Um, but there's also, as always, a fantastic opportunity um, to see the world anew. And um, yeah. And to learn something awesome this Christmas. So that's what we're talking about today. Conflict and uh, what to do about it. So before we do that, if anyone's got time to leave us a review, that would be fantastic. We've got some absolutely beautiful ones um, and it's just so nice to see people taking so much time to craft what they write and it's, it's just lovely. So here we are just kind of shamelessly requesting for a few more lovely things on there, both so that we can... F- read them and uh, get some lovely feedback from you, but also so that others can read them and uh, get an insight into what we're up to here together. All right, team. I think that's all. See you in a sec.
1: Hello. Happy. I don't don't want to say happy Tuesday. Or do I? Happy festive Tuesday. It's. What day is it? Next week. When it's coming (laughs) out. In the future.
0: Oh, my goodness. It's a big question. Yeah, it's, it's it's December something.
1: Well, do you know, it's always now, isn't it? It's always now. That's a nice mug you've got there, Mr. Sam, for our YouTube viewers.
0: It's got a fish on it.
1: It's got a slippery fish on it. Yeah. So we hope everybody is enjoying the festive build-up, And we have a podcast for you today that is going to help you enjoy your Christmas and make the most of it and have a great one irrespective of what everybody else is doing. So whatever your plans are, wherever you're going, wherever you're hosting, you can have a fantastic time, regardless of the, you know, those scrooges that might be in your life that you're going <laughs> to meet up. So this episode is all about dust-ups. It's all about punch-ups, arguments. Well, yeah, we called it conflict, but yeah, I guess. General conflict. The whole, the whole thing, the whole shebang. So, if you feel like punching somebody on the nose, this is for you. Stay tuned. So, Mr. Sam, our first froggy—I was going to call it a lily pad, but it should be something to do with a boxing ring, shouldn't it? Because it's first conflict. round. Yeah, first round. What's our first round about? Ding, ding. Um, well, yeah, we would. I mean, I
0: guess it was uh, just a just a nod to what you said—that Christmas is a time when we're we're Connection is what we're orienting towards, but often we can feel quite kind of triggered, and we can find ourselves in conflict. And we can be hanging out with our family or perhaps like you know extended members and stuff in a way that we might not usually do. And there's lots of people in rooms that can't fit that many people. It you know it's like it's fun <laughs> things, isn't it? And like it's like whoever thing it is, where you,
1: you have to sit on the funny chairs, don't you? So when we used to go, when you know. we get all the family together when we were kids, you you wouldn't ever have a table and chairs big enough. So it would be like a mishmash of. Here's here's one chair. So here's the dining table, and then we'll add on like a little square table to the end, and then it would it would be all like different sizes, and then you'd have people in all sorts of different seats. It was fun.
0: The kids table like in the
1: eighties. Yeah, kids table. Yeah.
0: People don't have and, chairs anymore, do they?
1: And scarily, we used to get served baby sham as kids, when we were probably about nine or ten. That's another podcast. Classic. Sorry, anyway, interrupted you with my reminiscing about chairs. You're right? <laughs> Chairs, I remember them.
0: Yeah, I remember them. Chairs. <laughs> but no, that's um, it's sort of one of them things, isn't it? So you know, Uncle Uncle Bob is going to overcook the bloody turkey again, isn't he? And uh, Auntie Sandra, she's going to uh, she's going to do that thing she does. She's going to get <laughs> pissed and and go on about you know that time that Uncle Bob. Uh, I don't know. I was gonna, <laughs> you know, we know how it goes. So the thing is, here's the thing, right? Because a lot of us we're looking for the solution in, in sort of changing the world, and 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 that would be a really cool thing if that were the if that were genuinely the best way to kind of alter our experience, right? And that's kind of how most of us go about life. We think, okay, Christmas is happening. That might happen. That might happen. I wonder what I can put in place ahead of time to make it less likely to happen, or you know. Mm whatever and and you know even that it's not helpful so what we'd really really like to offer is the potential the possibility just opening the door just a little bit for anyone that's listening that uh that doesn't need to happen that nothing mm-hmm. could change That everything could be exactly as it always is or very similar and actually you could have a a really lovely mm. experience and um, oh yeah probably triggered and all those all those things that
1: a lot of people sort of talk about yeah it's is a hugely important point because this is this isn't just for Christmas. It's um for any time of year really, but it's poignant at Christmas for the 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 points that you mentioned, and that like and we've all experienced this trying to control other people because it feels like that's the way things work. And wouldn't it be nice if and they should they should change because they're wrong. <laughs> with the way that they cook the turkey or put the pigs in blankets together or whatever. But just like dwell there for a second and think about a time where you've been trying to change somebody else or the circumstances that are outside of your control and just think about how much tension that introduces and then how long that tension sticks around for and what happens when things either don't go to plan or – they deviate wildly off course, or the person—it's—it's it's almost even worse if the person changes a little bit, and you get a gl- a glimpse or a glimmer of things going your way, and then the rug gets whipped out from underneath you. Yeah, and, you know. Oh, sorry, gone. on. So, gone.
0: No, no. I thought I ripped the rug from underneath yeah, you. Did, you yeah, bastard! Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you asshole! Um, <laughs> I just realized in that moment—it's really curious, right? The same thing happens if we do that to ourselves. So if we're like, "I'm going to change how I am." this year like I'm going to behave in a certain way I'm not going to get annoyed I'm not going to get triggered or whatever and we have this kind of like conditioning that we try and sort of force into our head um if we then don't live up to that then the whole like house of cards comes down in an instant and I don't know I'm sure for many of us we've uh, maybe had that experience where you're like right gonna go home gonna stay with the parents or do whatever and uh, I'm a new person I'm new (laughs) shiny Sam nothing's gonna get in the way and then just, you know you walk in the door, and something happens, and you're like, oh, "Fucking hell!"
1: And it just, he just reminded off. me of, um, you know, how much I love Real Housewives. You know the various different um, uh, versions of the so different places. There was um, I can't remember which franchise it was, but one of the great, uh, what great housewives? One of the Real Housewives episodes. There was a, a lady, and she called herself Zen Wen. So she decided that she was she was going to be Zen. And uh, nothing could be further from the truth throughout the rest of it. Like it wouldn't have made good TV if she was Zen. Um, but yeah, she she really scuppered herself with this. She'd given herself this identity and this mantra. And then she didn't live up to Zen when mm. It all went very wrong and unwound rapidly.
0: Zen Wen went out the window. Mm. Yeah, it's a really common pattern because if you think about it, if you have an idea like I am Zen or I am anything um now you may know that you've got that you might not it might be a program you installed when you were like four or something but then Mm. if you don't live up to it well what's the message you get ah you know for example a classic would be i'm a perfectionist well inevitably when we don't create perfection it's a whole level of conversation there you know we can innocently whip up feelings of even shame all sorts of Mm. feelings guilt and it can be so so it's funny because the assumption is in order for christmas to go well i need something i don't currently have so i'm going to change mm. who i am or who they are so they can go well when really at it, at truth the question is not you know what do i need in order to make christmas wonderful the question is like what's getting in the way and mm. there's only ever one answer to what's getting in the way of me feeling connected peaceful loving or happy and that is the special effects department it's thought in the moment yeah and it's yeah. like clouds rolling through. Um,
1: yeah. And the other thing that just struck me is that everything is transient and impermanent, including our emotional states. And so if we set ourselves up with a I am Zen Wen, <laughs> then there there has to be a point where we're not. And so having like any of these kind of fixed ideals is really going to have us suffer and the the other thing that's interesting is that we have these fixed ideals or ideas of other people and again mm. they they're not fixed like we 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 change all the time so we need to be really careful about not just the um, the the restrictions that we're putting on ourselves to be in a certain um what's the word like, we, we, we're we not ever going to be in this fixed state. And as much as we likely want the capacity to grow and develop, then we want that for other people too. And so, if you're making the assumption that, who'd you say, Uncle Bob, my Uncle Bob was awesome.
0: Sorry to all the He, Uncle he never out burnt
1: there. the turkey. My Uncle Bob, do you know what he did at Christmas one year? This is really funny. Uncle Bob, this is my dear granddad's brother. He um, We were, we were, very young at this point in time he came around and he's sitting there with all of the other oldies and i'd got a plasticine set for christmas and so i made everybody me and my sister made everybody little plasticine sweets and we had dished them out to everybody and poor uncle bob ate like his he thought it was actual actual food and it was plasticine imagine what that tasted like poor uncle plasticine. Bob. no plastic I, I have I, I have eaten
0: plasticine before
1: Although it would probably, there are probably lots of things in the 80s that did taste like plasticine because you could put all sorts of stuff in processed food then. Anyway. Um, <laughs> you digress. Um, we digress. Uncle I got Bob, it right. Yeah, digress for once you got it right. Uncle Bob, even if Uncle Bob has burnt the turkey every year prior, it doesn't mean that this year he's going to burn it again. You know, we we take these assumptions of how things have been in the past We carry them forward and we make the the, the assumptions of how people are going to be, how they're going to behave, what they're going to say. And we we can't know that. We can't possibly know that.
0: Yeah, even cooler than that is, even if someone does do that thing they always do, it doesn't mean that we, there's no like written rule that we are always going to have the response or the reaction because it's not actually coming from where we think it is. So we, you know, we've spoken about this a lot on the podcast and it's a funky thing. To hold, I mean, we've known about this for a long, long time. And I've been writing a lot about this recently. It still blows my mind that we are, you know, our experience of what's going on out there is being generated through, you know, we use a word like the inside, but you know, or special effects department or or thought in the moment, or you know, whatever kind of metaphor you want to use. But that's where it's coming from. It isn't coming from the world. It's not coming from the world. And so that's why. And that's interesting. Knowing that has some huge implications. One of them that's really, really helpful, particularly with conflict, is in understanding. First and foremost, is like in in one in to me is in understanding what conflict even is. So we were like having a think about that. And I'm sure there's a dictionary definition, but we were talking about like what it kind of means to us for this conversation here. Um, mm-hmm. And it kind of had this. To me, it kind of had this this feeling of. Uh, wanting either ourselves or someone else or the world to be different to how it is. So we go and try and change the world in order to accomplish that. Um, and that causes resistance, sometimes conflict. Um, but if it's true, if you know, if it's true that what you're experiencing isn't coming from the world, it's coming through you changing the world. It's not the right solution at the end of the day. It's not actually going to get you where you want to go. And, uh, yeah, it all gets—it's all a bit paradoxical, but it's very cool. It's um, mm.
1: just just while you were talking, I did I, I I looked up the definition just briefly, and um, it says a serious disagreement or argument, typically a protracted one. Mm. And the other thing that I thought was really interesting is the verb conflict. Um, mm. is referring to incompatibility, mm-hmm. and. Can you imagine a world where we all agreed on everything?
0: Yeah, it's it's funny because it feels to me that, um, so what we do is we try and figure out whether we agree with each other at the level of the content of what we're thinking. So what we try and do is we go, okay, I am a this or a that. I think this about this political party or whatever it might be. I think that Turkey should be... uh, like very (laughs) overcooked i have a different word for that (laughs) um uh you know that kind of thing when actually the key is to go a level is to go to the layer above that which is isn't the content it's the nature of what's going on so if we believe that it's actually possible to make somebody see the world like us then it will make sense to us to try and do that. But actually, the moment we realise, oh, that's not possible, like we can, we can share notes and be like, yeah, 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 I do actually really like the turkey being cooked the same way as you. Um, but actually, we're, you know, we're not, we're never, we never see the world like anybody else. Like we've had a whole incredible series of like flow and events that are all, you know, completely connected. It's it's like <laughs> complex beyond anything we could possibly imagine that's brought us to where we are now. Um you know, we, you can't just like transplant your way of seeing the world into somebody else's head. And to me, I mean, that was a big one for me. I think all through my twenties, if my dad's listening to this, he'll he'll laugh because um, basically every time my dad did something, I think I probably just disagreed with him, like out <laughs> of some kind. I, I would have said that on principle, but actually, it's like I didn't know what else to do. Um, and the moment I was just like, do you know what? Like that's just not. I don't want to do that anymore and it just made sense for me to sort of drop that um game it was like yeah awesome we can have a chat and i can i can say how i see the world my dad can see how he s- say how he says it or whoever it is and then we mm-hmm. can actually enjoy the fact that we see the world differently and it's not that we have to like everybody's opinions or you know this doesn't mean that we have to hang out with people that for whom for whom their values seem a bit like oh i'm not sure about that that's not what we're saying what we're saying is that goal of trying to make people see the world like us—I mean, that's a—that's just not possible, as it seems. Looks to you me, want to
1: hide into nothing. That's what that is—a hiding to nothing. Exhausting. Takes up a bunch of time that you're not going to get back. By the way, lots of tension.
0: Yeah, but it's—it's it's all innocent. I mean, this is the thing: all that we do these things until they don't make sense. Mm. 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 But it made sense to me for like most of my life. To be like mm. that. And then I'd get annoyed at myself. Like, why are you being a dick? You're supposed to be like, Zen when? What's going on?
1: Zen, Zen Sam. <laughs> Where's Zen when? Zen when, yeah. It was very <laughs> funny. Anyway, anyway. Um, Yeah, I think, I, I think there's, there's something interesting about this question of compatibility because we can, we don't have to have the same and nobody is ever going to have the same the same background, the same makeup, the same um, you know building blocks that get them to get them to a certain point. Like we're not we're not going to be the same. We're not all going to have the same ideas, but we can still be compatible. And it comes down to respecting other people and respecting other people's views, even when we don't agree with them, or especially when we don't agree with them. Making space for them, allowing them. And having compassion for others and their level of understanding, we can make space for all of that. So there can be, even with discord and disagreement and different viewpoints, there can still be harmony. It is still available. Mm.
0: Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, 100%. It comes down, to me, it boils down to, at its core, it boils down to if we're working under the assumption that we are the one who's got access to reality, you know, Mm -hmm. the reality, ultimate reality, objective reality, then anybody who doesn't uh, agree with what we think, we're going to be like, they're mental. Like, how could they possibly see the world that way? But no one's got access to actual reality. We have access to our experience and someone else has access to their experience and where if for a different birth in a different country with a different upbringing and a different set of cultural values, etc we'd all we'd be entirely different as well. so we're like mm-hmm. we're not created in a vacuum. so mm-hmm. I think it's uh and and that's and that's true, right if we if you have a group of people for example on one side of you know I don't know like the politics is coming to me I'm not going to dive deep into this but we have a group of people on the left and the group of people on the right and if they both think that they are in reality, that they've got truth, then they're going to like loggerheads and be at war with each other. Mm-hmm. If they know that they if they know that they have a flavor of their flavor of what they think is going on and what's best, it actually invites in curiosity, like over conflict. So you're like, oh, that's really curious. I wonder how you see the world that way. Because, I mean, there are people out there that are doing things right now that I'd be like, how does that make sense? I don't get it. I really don't get it. Like, and then then there's a curiosity rather than a, oh, now I need to change the way that they see it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah.
1: And that, that's the thing that is the magical thing that opens up space for development and growth and change. As if, as I was saying earlier on, like, just if you imagine a world where we just, we all agreed and we all thought the same thing and we all behaved in the same way, God, it, not only would it be really weird, it would be really awful, really strange. You know, there's some, mm. if you think about, um, you know some of these times in our lives where we've been activated by other people, like now, and it's and sometimes granted it could be very difficult to see it at the time, but I, I don't know about you, Mister Sam. I'm guessing it's the same as as it is for me. Like you look back on those people, it's like your greatest teachers. You know you learn so much from those those people, those interactions, those opportunities to be in relationship with others. Like it's it's meant to be complicated and and complex and difficult and interesting. Mm. And so I love what you said about curiosity because curiosity, like if you can if you can have that as your um you know leading virtue, then you're gonna you're gonna have a much easier time. And a much more harmonious time, and you're going to learn so much and be able to grow as a result of it. It doesn't mean that you have to adopt somebody else's beliefs or values, but it opens up space for new possibility. Mm.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, hundred percent. where I think we're, I think curiosity is innate. I think it's just, uh, it's something that we, we all have things that we're kind of naturally curious about and they tend to be things that we become inspired by and then we kind of follow the breadcrumbs and and all that kind of stuff but people are fascinating the world is fascinating mm. the fact that there's mm. like 8 billion different reality tunnels going on right now is that's really fascinating and um and that's just here yeah. yeah yeah i mean this is the thing right you go and watch i mean i watched this thing on netflix the other day i don't know if you've seen it it's called a trip to infinity Have you seen it oh no it's, my, it's it's worth a watch but it's like mind bending right absolutely mad and it like i watched this whole thing and i was like this is really really curious but then a number of things i've been there's been so many as there always are so many advances in uh, quantum physics recently and consciousness studies and all Mm -hmm. sorts of things are happening um, which is very very cool but it's interesting to know that ultimately any discovery that we through the field of science or whatever it might be it's still it's still being found through our uh our frame so we can kind of like try and make a guess as to what's really going on out there but i mean it's it's mad and i just think that's really cool i just think the moment we get to me like i love what you said about the people being our greatest teachers much more often now um, I can actually be with someone who I, I, I don't know, I'm making a guess that a few years ago may have, I've had a <laughs> stomped off and had a, had a moment about the mist kind of clears. And I, I get really curious and I, and I'm sort of like, they're experiencing their being and what it is that's, that's going on for them. Um, and like, just ask questions and, and stay with that curiosity, uh, in a way that wasn't kind of available to me before, mm. um, and that's cool. And and that's the thing. If you walk it, th- imagine like, you know, pre- from a practical point of view, you sort of go into the, here's the difference, right? I'm just going to make this up as we go. You walk, you walk in, and, uh, you know, you're, uh, you're having a conversation with uncle Bob about the Turkey and you're like, ah, oh, oh, uncle Bob, like, uh, yeah, what? Why do you like? Lo- you know, why do you love cooking the turkey like that? I don't know what it's going to be, but you go. You can't ask it aggressively, obviously. And you open up this discussion, and then suddenly there's this really interesting thing about how Uncle Bob uh, went to, I don't know, some foreign land in in the 1950s that you never knew about, and you know, and this this lady taught, and you're like, oh, bloody hell! Like, and it, suddenly you're in a world of curiosity as opposed to a world of like. Uh, because because it's where it's always infinitely more beautiful and infinitely more um, amazing and complicated and um, cool than we label it to be, than we make it out to be. You mm. know, the, the the moment is always much deeper than that. We sort of because we're human and because of the way our psychologies work, we we simplify things and we filter things out. But actually, there's a whole world in that Christmas party. That you've innocently filtered out, you can invite it in. You can basically be like, "I wonder what would happen if I actually like asked some curiosity questions about this and and mm. and sort of went on an exploration and 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 discovered mm. why mm. the world looked like that to someone."
1: I, I love the word exploration. That's a really great intention to have to explore because that what you've just yeah. described is so expansive. Like, isn't isn't that wonderful? As opposed to going. It's like Groundhog Day, going back in with the same view, same viewpoint, rolling your eye, oh, here comes the bloody burnt turkey. Here we go. Like it feels really, really different. And the great thing is for all of us that we get to choose. We get to choose how we want to go into any and all of these situations. It's it's entirely down to us. So mm. get, get thoughtful before, you know, is, is your... Um, mapping out your festive holiday calendar and the different things that you're doing, you can think ahead of time, about how you want to, how you want to be going into these interactions with these, you know, whether it's relatives or friends or, you know, whoever you're going to be seeing and feel into that expansive nature versus that closed down um, limited perspective. Like what what do you really want? What feels better?
0: Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. If you focus on what you want over what you don't want, you'll see something different. So if you walk into a party and you're like, yeah, I really just want to feel connected. I want to get to know people at a deeper level. I want to understand, I just want to be curious and have a good time. Mm-hmm. Versus like, I don't want burnt turkey. I don't want dodgy Christmas yeah. jokes. I don't want Auntie Marge to, you know, fall off the chair or whatever. You know, I don't want, I don't want, I don't want all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And the as as some of our listeners will know you know we've got this amazing thing in the brain called the reticular activating system which filters out what's important to you so if you make if you focus into what you'd like to have happen you'll see it and um yeah. i think we spoke about i was at a um it's really cool i was at a uh where was I? i was in london at like a like a cool retreat conference thing a few months back and I spoke to someone and and this lady I can't remember her name but she was talking about the shape of your the shape of our listening and I think we spoke about this before but ultimately the shape of our listening is kind of dictates what we see like they know from study that if you're looking for the negative you'll hear it all and you'll omit mm. to hear the positive so mm. the thing is now I'm so if you go in with a story and I don't use that word as a you know, oh, it's just a story, get over it. But like a, a narrative as to what's going to go on in that mm. event, because you've been every time and you know what's going to happen and it's always the same, um, then you will innocently see things play out like that. But if mm. you actually drop it and get really curious and you're like, huh, I wonder what would happen if I Actually, just let all that go. And the other really cool thing about that is it gives you more opportunity to choose, choose again as well. So this is something I've noticed in my life is that when I used to go into difficult situations or things that I thought were inherently difficult, I've now realized that's not actually true. That's just what I thought. If something went wrong then I wouldn't be able to shake it. So by went wrong as they like, if I did the thing that I didn't want to do or if somebody did the thing that they well you knew they were definitely going to do that, then I'd end up in a kind of thought storm and then I'd be in it all night or whatever. But these days, you know, I, I set the intention, I know what I'd love to have happen. And if I go in there and innocently get, you know, if something gets stirred up in me or whatever, the moment I notice it, I'm like, oh, oh look, okay. Compassion, grace for myself, that was uh, there's nothing to do. I don't need to like, <laughs> this isn't like, it's not done. It's not, And then you can just kind of like, you know, then maybe there is something to do in the sense if you might go out and just take a deep breath and just let it go. And suddenly then you can go and reconnect with that person or the group again, or you can wake up the next morning and have a fresh start. Or if you're teaching, you know, there's this this thing in teaching, there's like every, every lesson's a clean slate. Mm. But I think for many teachers, it probably doesn't feel like that. Because you're like, mm. little Jimmy's going to do that. I just know that little bugger's going to do that thing but actually yeah we like sydney banks said you know what what you think you are because it's mm. you know you at a very real level we're, we're living in more of a more like a projection than we are mm. living in an actual like experience of reality so
1: mm. and i think one of the gifts of being alcohol free and making that radical choice to not numb the edges is that you can be so much clearer and able to be really, um, really discerning about things. And mm. it, it it just is a really different way of approaching life, really different.
0: And I think for so many people, for so many of us, we'll notice that what we've actually been doing is getting really, really clear about what we don't want. Mm and we haven't even asked ourselves what's my north star
1: because
0: mm. mm. i think we because you said that we were chatting about like potential practical stuff beforehand and i was like well i don't like, i was having a having a think about it Absolutely. but it's it feels to me that the thing about practical stuff that the more the more how all this stuff works becomes clear to me it's not that practical stuff and tools and tips and tricks aren't useful at working with the content of what's going on in our narrative or our story. But it's, if you, so I'll give you the example of positive thinking. So I used to be like a proper positive thinker. I'd be like, if I could just think positively all day, then I'd be in a positive feeling all day. And it made logical sense and it seemed to work. So I'd end up being positive even when I probably shouldn't have been and I'd have been really lovely and positive with the uh, previous partners who told me it's not being fucking positive, like <laughs> it's, you know, whatever. Um, because the thing is, it's, you know, life is mixed. It, like there are emotions and our feelings and everything. They're changing all the time. So it mm-hmm. seems much more powerful to me to know that, oh, actually I d- there's, I don't have to do anything. Mm-hmm. And I'm And I'm not saying by the way, that, there's no that there's zero use in having some tricks up our sleeve to like breathing and this kind of stuff to bring us into the body i think they're wonderful but actually a lot of the time we need less not more it's subtractive you know we are actually peace and peaceful and calm and and really just like uh full of curiosity at heart like that we don't have to do anything in order to return to that so often when we think we do We get mixed up in our head. We're like, "Oh God, I'm feeling stressed and triggered, and I need to do something about this. I need to get this out my head." And then, you know, then we're back to the snow globe analogy of like innocently just shaking it up, just shaking it up. Mm -hmm. When all along, if it's just a, "Oh look, you're caught up," Mm. smile and just, you know, why am I here? Yeah, (laughs) why?
1: Why am I here? (laughs) I do. What am I doing? Um. Yeah, it's wonderful it's wonderful to know that less is more and it's wonderful to know that we can it's like achieving more with less because we just stop we stop shaking it up we stop adding more layers and it's really important to get to some level of um, stillness to be able to see what's really there, like awareness, just pure awareness on its own, nothing else added, no artificial ingredients, just just awareness on its own. It's it's the biggest thing, it's the singular biggest thing, and the more that we can spend time noticing, being aware of being aware, just that in itself. Like that, that is the only task at hand and it's not a, a doing task. It's a being task. I mean, that is
0: the only constant. We talk about, you know, there are different ways of framing how it works, but that's, that's the constant. You might be experiencing different things, but you're experiencing. So Mm. even if you're experiencing a lack of being aware, like an experience of being unaware, hmm, what is it that nudges you to be aware in those moments? Interesting, right? So. It's it's already done. It's already done. It's 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 not a game of adding. It's a game of Yeah, so I, I think that's it. I think that's magical. That's a really magical space to to open up. So Yeah, what if there were less to do? What if you didn't have to come up with like the ultimate plan in order for Christmas to go well or And that's not the planning, like who was it that I can't remember who said it, you know, planning is uh, is integral and plans are useless right it's 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 and i I think mike tyson is makes me laugh you know plans are great until you get punched in the face (laughs) like it's it's like a and that's like it like the sydney banks used to say life's a contact spot and it is right you 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 set your intention you go in with with as much love as love and understanding as as makes sense to you and that's all we can ever do and then you just let go of the rest and see what happens. And forgive yourself if you mm. sort of don't live up to some standards that you might have set yourself that you didn't even know were there.
1: Mm. Yeah. But you, you're you going to have more access to that when you are fully present. And so that, that, in going alcohol-free some three years ago now, that that is the biggest gift, is that, just that stripping away of all of the excess noise And sure, it means that you start to feel and experience and see things that you've perhaps been running away from for an awful long time. But as we start to enjoy the capacity to be clear and available and present, like it becomes compelling. And we build strength, we build resilience, we don't react in the same way that we did before or we don't react as often we become lucid more quickly um but all the way through this is all a practice right this is all in you know, a part of this journey back home so you can't be hard on yourself when you know you do get upset about the state of the turkey or the fact that uncle bob's eaten your plasticine sweets that weren't really edible
0: it made sense couldn't have been any other way <laughs> it's what you did because you did it like that's that's how it works but actually noticing that may be the very thing that mm. pops pops this breaks the spell mm. yeah well look i mean i so uh yeah so hopefully there's some like real um i don't know just a different outlook on this because it's, it's very, very clear to me that in any moment in life where we're feeling connected, peaceful, loving, understanding, in flow, um, clear, you know, whatever word you want to use, the very last thing that occurs to our, <laughs> the last question that occurs to us is, uh, Like we're not worrying about it in those tr- purely truly, in those moments, we're just in them mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know we're in the moment we you know the we like the the intellect the ear we're not even there like we've actually the illusion has Left stopped the room. for a moment yeah, yeah. the yeah. illusion has stopped for a moment, and that's that's amazing that's the that's the thing is that it's it's often. The falling away, like the finding of um, confidence or strength or whatever it might be, it's it's a falling away of the insecurities, and we just touch that space.
1: Mm.
0: Mm. And yeah, that's that's owned. You haven't got to do anything about that. It's um, yeah, it's not purchased. You don't have to work hard. It's it's already there.
1: Mm. Yeah, that's one of my. Pet peeves at the moment when people say, "I've got a lot of work to do." Maybe not.
0: Thing is, it's laced in our language, right? It's that thing of like the, the journey home. Well, you don't need a journey home to home when you're already there, do you? Like we, it's it's mm. in. It's just built in. Even when we're using it to point at a subtractive truth, mm. we we still use the language that's ingrained in society. That that basic the pre that pre pre, pre Supposes that we that we need something in order to complete ourselves yeah that we're we're lacking um and and you know that's 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 just a
1: program isn't it funny though that somebody somewhere came up with this idea of right what we what we'll do is we'll take this pure consciousness and we'll put it into these funny wacky human suits and then we'll spread them all over the place and let them find themselves again (laughs)
0: Mm. Yeah, I'm fascinated by that. I mean, I said to you, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go back to school again. Even though I said I'm not going, but I've said I've done with that. I'm gonna go back next year and do and study consciousness at a deeper level because I'm obsessed with it. Because I'm just, yeah, it fascinates me. It fascinates me. So I was reading a book by. Um, this does make sense, by the way. We're not just just gonna gonna disappear. I was reading a book by. Uh, I'm. Pro- I might also hash this as well. But David Bohm, he's a he's a very famous quantum physicist and um there's but we get to the equations and i'm like yeah i don't get that my maths is like gcse
1: than I.
0: he was talking about if you if you were it's really interesting that kind of moment where we actually went from being kind of aware but kind of not aware that we're aware for example that kind of there was that that moment that's like ineffable and really hard to describe he's talking about if you imagine as the as the imagination developed and as we started to create stories, at some point it became very important for us to be able to differentiate between what what seems like a story and what we think is going on out there. Because if you're walking down the street and you're having a daydream and you genuinely think that thing is real, so you need another thing. You need something to go, huh, I need to be able to tell the difference. And, you know, so there's this like there's this like really crazy mystery and that's who we really are. Like it, we can't be anybody else. So God, we've gone all, we've gone all like, we've gone all down this line, classic with, with us around. Um But yeah, take some of that magic, some of that mystery into, into Christmas. Like what if it didn't have to be the way that it had always been? What if without the world changing, it were totally possible for you to have a completely different experience.
1: Mm-hmm. What a gift. What a, bloody good festive christmas gift for you
0: yeah you got it you got it right we got we got we got anything else to i think we're about 40 minutes so i think we've probably done done a good job mate well maybe good not job. maybe we are gonna write in and be like no you really didn't like that was, <laughs> that, was that was that was that was rubbish um but yeah focus oh, on what's really on the want.
1: subject focus on what you really really want i thought you were about to dive into some spice girls there huh? um whilst we're on the subject um it'd be nice to have some reviews lately wouldn't it yeah we haven't we haven't asked for any um yeah, yeah. yeah. ask asking you we, shall we've receive we've had some
0: wonderful reviews coming in we've got something like a hundred over a hundred uh five star reviews which is just have so we? lovely yeah yeah there's lo- like go and have a look on uh go check it out wow we loads on there it's super cool and loads of people who've put really thoughtful things on there. um so yeah, if you've got the time, please do that. That would be absolutely uh, I'm wonderful. Go and have a look, and it really helps us out. Awesome. I,
1: um, every now and again, I get a notification, and I've just um, obviously been out of things for a little while. But I'm getting my feet back back under the desk. So I'll go and have a nose. So please do submit a review wherever you listen. Spotify. Oh, can you do it on Spotify? Was that a yeah. contentious subject? No, I think it's fine.
0: Wherever you listen, that's perfect. <laughs> All you. right, team.
1: Muchos gracias. Thank you.